Game and Train is the world's first self-service mobile learning solution. We provide multiple game engines that are creative, fun, and coupled with your business. It's gamification made easy. Create, publish, analyze. Hey all, how you doing this week? Dr. David Chandra, Smart Business Solutions, coming at you live. Well, it won't be live by the time it gets to you, but I'm alive, and that's a good start. What I want to talk about today is a continuation of our discussion that we had last week about simulation and advanced gaming environments. Now, Dr. David Kaufman and Dr. Louise Sauvé, uh, Dr. David Kaufman is based at Simon Fraser University in British Columbia, and uh, Dr. Louise Sauvé is uh, based in, uh, in Quebec. And uh, they were working in the area of gamification research and received a grant which spanned 14 different Canadian institutions, teaching institutions, called Simulation and Advanced Gaming Environments. It was a federally funded grant to the tune of about $3 million that ran over a five-year period. There were a number of papers produced, and you'll see at the end of this video a link uh, to purchase the book or PDF files from their publication. Now, I met Dr. David Kaufman, and I just moved out to British Columbia, and I'd taken a position at the University of British Columbia to head up a interesting, innovative program in which we were trying to identify new top scientific talent in Canada. We were trying to find people in the area of molecular genetics who were promising young research candidates who could move forward. And that's kind of an interesting job, you've got to admit. How do we find the top brains in Canada interested in genetics that we can select for? Unfortunately, it sounded much better than it was, and given the kind of personality that I have, where I like a lot of innovation, I found that work a little bit stifling. So I stayed on at the University of British Columbia, but then while I was in BC at the time, someone said to me, you know that there's a big grant that they just got at Simon Fraser to look at game-based learning and simulations. You should probably have a talk with David Kaufman. So I went over and we clicked right immediately. We had a good personality fit. There seemed to be a place for me in the project, and I became a research assistant in this. So what we want to talk about a little bit today is some of the output of the SAGE grant and some of the things we've learned. Some of the most important things we learned from the project was really having a chance to dive deeply into the questions such as, what is a game? So let's start with that to begin with. What is a game? The earliest games we know go back to ancient biblical times. So games have always been with us. We could say that golf is a game. We could say that Go is a game and chess is a game. But we can also look at a video game. So you can, have, you can imagine the amount of scholarship it took in the early days to define game as a set of activities which were uh, simulations or a form of play. Now you might want to define a game as something in which there's a winner or a loser, perhaps like a zero-sum game. A zero-sum game is a game in which one person wins, one loses. But there were many games that seemed to emerge that didn't really have a winner and loser. They seemed to just go on forever, and these we would call a game world. So a game world is a different version of reality that you can explore and play in, but you really there's no way to win the game per se, you simply explore. But because it simulates reality, and because it imposes a rule set for reality that is uh, derived from a creative uh, process, we can call that a game world. I know that's starting to sound confusing, but download a copy of a Second Life, and that is a game world. Second Life is something for free you can download, and it allows you to be in an alternate reality. Not only that, but we had a lot of interface between simulations and gaming. Now, what is a simulation? A simulation, uh, again, uh, requires its own research background to study, uh, but simulation is essentially a representation or an imitation of reality, which is used, in our case, for the purposes of teaching. For example, a medical simulation. Now, we had to also explore some areas such as what is a simulation game? 
Well, would this simulation game be a game in which people simulated doing something, like resuscitating someone after a heart attack, but make a game of it? Could it be that you get to try to uh, list the steps required to perform CPR? And if you get all the steps right, you get 100 points. If you only get three of the steps, you get 30 points. You could have people competing against each other to see who remembered the material better. You can take it a lot further than that, but you get an idea of how simulation and gaming can work together. We can simulate a real-world activity, but apply game elements to it to produce simulation games. When you put it all together, you get SAGE, Simulation in Advanced Gaming Environments. One of the things we also learned coming out of the study was that it was important from a research perspective to be able to dumb down game mechanics. It's very hard to go into a very sophisticated game like Final Fantasy or Destiny and try to use it as a research tool. Now that's being done now, but thank goodness we have the research background that the SAGE grant and other projects of its sort are, are, are significant. It should also be mentioned that SAGE is the most significant uh, funding for gamification research we've seen in Canadian history and maybe the history of the world. Now, as we moved into the area of research, we had to produce games, so Louis Sauvé began to develop a, a variety of instruments called frame games. What a frame game is, it's a very simple game, such as bingo or tic-tac-toe, in which we can insert game elements because it's very simple, we can measure the results before and after playing or during play much more easily than we would measure someone playing a very complex game like Grand Theft Auto. You have to be clear about your research questions. So one of the frame games that Dr. Save developed was a tic-tac-toe game. Very simply this, or uh, let's say let's just do the bingo game as an example that I think you can relate to a little more easily. Imagine that you're playing bingo against a friend, you have a bingo card, you get N25. In order to place your bingo marker at N25 as it rolls down the tube, you have to answer a skill testing question. So you get four multiple choice options and you've got to pick the best one. When you get the option wrong, it'll tell you what the right answer was. If you get it right, it'll award you points. So you're not really playing to fill your bingo card, you're playing to collect the most points, i.e. get the most information. Filling the bingo card gives you a bonus score. You can also introduce daily double scores and a lot of dynamics. This is a simple frame game, so we've gotten rid of a lot of the complexity of gamification to ask key questions in the research field. Now, to give you a feeling of how one uses frame games in research to the current day, we completed a study this summer at Ryerson University in cooperation with the doc, uh, Professor Deborah Fells of the Ted Rogers School of Management and Dr. David Kaufman from Simon Fraser and myself and Sean Montgomery, who was completing a master's uh, thesis in the, in the area of business administration. Essentially, what this game is did is it took uh, two groups of seniors. One group of seniors played a video game peer-to-peer -peer at distance on their own computers. They played this bingo game we're talking about. Another group of seniors got together in the lab once a week for a month and played the same game. Before, we conducted a set of about 40 different questions had to do with health and lifestyle. How much sodium should you have a day? Uh, how many uh, minutes of aerobic exercise should you have a week or combined weight training? By the way, the answer is 150 minutes. So we produced these questions. So as they played the frame game over this month, both groups played, some at distance and some together. We were measuring three things. We gave them a pre-knowledge test to see what they knew about health and fitness before they began the game. Then they played the game for a month, both groups, and we measured in both groups through a click-through survey, an online survey monkey, how much they learned. Significant differences learning. In other words, just playing the game itself without any lectures and any reading 
they learned about health and fitness. That to me was all I wanted from the study. But what we were funded for in the study is to ask a bigger question that comes out of another grant we'll talk about next week called the Age Well Study. And here we're looking at seniors and social engagement. Can we use games to connect seniors socially? So seniors often suffer from loneliness, isolation, depression, uh, loss of excitement about life. And we feel that gamification is one of the ways that we might be able to address that problem. So we were also asking, in addition to what they learned, how socially connected they felt. And of course it turns out that the people playing on the internet actually felt more socially connected than the people did in the classroom. Now some of it was a slightly artifact finding. We haven't published these yet, so I don't want to go much further with the data. It's fresh data. But we do want to talk about the fact that there was comparable levels of social connectedness. So if you're lonely and you're living in the middle of the boonies and you've got somebody that lives in another continent and you get on and play a game together, you will leave the game feeling as though you had company that night. That, to me, is an astounding bit of research data. Shows the power of gamification. We're all about the game-based learning here, though, so what I was most interested in is how we can use gamification using simple frame games developed during the SAGE study to ask basic research questions about gamification. We're going to talk a little bit more about the research that comes out of these studies and especially the exciting AgeWell project next week. Until then, keep on looking up. Game and Train, mobile, self-authored, gamified learning. Check us out at GameandTrain.com.